listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. This podcast is supported by our Patreons. Check us out at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. This episode is the most timely, important, and relevant episode of your week. We only talk about things that matter to you right now. What do we talk about, John? Scott's getting old and forgetting comics. Huh? And we're talking about Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. Oh, timely. We then go on to talk about Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. We play a round of Super Fight. Mm-hmm. And then Keith tells us all about the cartoon over the garden wall. And I think we would be remiss if we don't mention that we also assign the greatest movie of all time to be watched by John. Yes, we do. We sure do. All this and more on that, yes. And then he's like, he starts to light up as he gets to the, the red questions, the yeah. super hard ones. He's like, <laughs> in what issue of Amazing Spider-Man did Peter Park, and we're like spouting out issue numbers yeah. and years, and he's just <laughs> like, I'm scared for you. This is shocking and upsetting. Huh. So that was Scott talking about how he knows more about comics than Used you. Used to. Used to know. Used to know. Yeah, you, in, you just literally wrote a blog on the website like a month or two ago saying i don't read comics anymore and is it like, all gone all that knowledge and i was like it's not gone like it's tears just stopped. And rain? yeah it just stopped somewhere in the early 2000s like yeah right. around 2010 it just kind of yeah well you well, well you up. dropped the majors right like i remember you dropped marvel and dc because they're pro sopa and pippa so i stopped picking up their mm-hmm. their comics monthly mm-hmm. but then you give them money when you go to see their movies yeah like i go see movies that's true when you download them legally on Apple TV. Yes. Yes, my <laughs> Apple TV. That you know, Apple TV, where you get your movies from on the internet. That said, I, I've downloaded more, legally paid for more movies in the last year than I have in the last 15. And so, it's almost all like watching old shitty movies that we assigned to each other. I paid $5 for Sandu, yeah, you know? Same, like, same. Yeah. And that's such a weird decision because I did not pay any money to watch the Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, are we going to go right Although, into the Garbage Pail Kids? Yeah, I think we have to because okay. it's been six episodes. Six yeah, weeks that's true. Now, that is true. Now. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I found a torrent for it. The only thing that made me sad about torrenting this movie is that they only had it in 1080p. Wow. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Someone do you still, have, do you still have bandwidth, <laughs> Like, imagine you're just sort of like, sorry, baby, we can't use the internet for the last three the days garbage of Garbage Pail Kids is <laughs> happening. the 20 gig file of Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, no, I don't have a bandwidth cap, but I did wonder at the poor people that had to pay to remaster this footage. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I believe it recently had a re-release. Like, when I was, like, uh, when I was but shooting... why? Of all the, like, memes from the 80s that have, like, had longevity. Uh, but I to, mean... like, sell... Four ninety nine Blu-rays in the right. bucket at Walmart. Yeah, exactly. I f- but I mean, th- I mean, it exists, right? Like, like the thing is, is it exists, and it's like they still make Garbage Pail Kids stickers. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so, no way that that remastering, reissuing made even uh, back the money that I mean, it cost they, to pay those. Well, two it guys could be that it's it's like there are automated. there are like AV studios that know how to do that stuff on the cheap. They it's have probably like an a automated system. algorithm. Yeah, it's just a machine learning a kind of thing. Yeah. Probably knows the, yeah. As long as you have the original film, it can just boop and like put it up to... Uh, and then you have one guy go over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure that nobody did it. All right, so what was this movie about? Was okay. it good? Tell me. We care a lot. Yeah. So I've watched two other movies uh, in this project so far. Mm-hmm. I've watched The Descendants, mm-hmm. which I found... Moderately entertaining, if yeah. possible. Yeah, and we failed so bad with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys would have hated it so so much. So mm-hmm. I don't think you failed that bad. You just we didn't target the audience yeah. exactly. Yeah. The audience being you. Uh, and I watched the Dan Aykroyd catastrophe. Nothing but trouble. Nothing Nothing but but trouble. trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is somewhere in the middle of the two. It is. It is like nothing but trouble. The Mad TV version okay. instead of the. Dan Aykroyd ruining Chevy Chase's career forever <laughs> version. But, okay, so set the scene. What year is it? 1980-something. 1980-something. I also I also have questions about uh, you making you, your parents take you to this. I saw this as a kid. Yeah. And I thought about if I had seen it in movie theaters. Yeah. And the more I logically thought about my parents the less I believed that that was in any way possible that they took me to a movie theater to see it. Right. Really? Um, but there was a video store 
in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I do believe that must have been how yeah. I ended up watching it. Mm-hmm. I, it must have been like one of those weekends where we grabbed like five movies, and my mom was just like, "Fine, whatever your rent, pick rent is your whatever pick." You want. And there was a there was a thing on Reddit the this week of just being like, like what is a what is a thing that you remember <laughs> that like the internet has killed? And one of them was like Friday night trips to the video store with like the fam. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, oh my god, totally. like video stores in general, but also the like the event of like what you're saying of being like yeah. we're renting movies for the weekend, yeah, you know, and it's like everybody grabs like whatever they want, like yeah. So or just having shitty popcorn in a store, like why not? <laughs> you walk into a store, get your shitty popcorn, yeah, hang yeah. out in the store. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that Garbage, garbage Pail Kids, if it, if it was at my video store, would have – like I, I'm sure it wasn't because Tell I think I, about the movie. I would have grabbed that VHS tape. So I understand Scott's – little Scott being like – And I mean I was, I was a kid who had Garbage, the garbage Pail Kids, Kids cards mm-hmm. and traded them in the schoolyard and um, – So there's like no way you're not picking up that movie. Yeah. It, it was culturally relevant to the yeah. seven-year-old that I was at the time. I feel like if I was in a video store and I saw like Pog, the movie, I'd be like, I like Pogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I watched this movie again today. It's very, very fresh, fresh, fresh in my mind. Fresh in your mind. And I will tell you that not too long ago, I watched another 80s movie okay. that I had a kind of weird culty place in my heart. I watched The Monster Squad. <laughs> okay. Where a group of Goonie-like kids fight off the universal monsters that come to take over their town. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That rings a bell. Kick them in the nards. Wolfman's got nards. Throw garlic pizza in Dracula's face. Mm-hmm. And that movie, The Monster Squad, was very problematic. Okay. There was a lot of, like, kids bullying each other, kids by calling them gay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, weird, uh, inappropriate sexual innuendos with the, the female member of the squad. And, like, like ooh, this, this stuff just never got talked about when I was huh? a kid. Yep. yep. And amazingly, Garbage Pail Kids had so little of that. Huh. Well, it was it was like a younger audience target, wasn't it? No, no, <laughs> definitely isn't. It's all kind cute. of to its detriment. It had no idea what its audience was. Right. It played it cutesy at a lot of points in the movie, and then had weird, super gross out stuff. It super has to be gross out yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like a large one of the characters uh, is Valerie vomit, and she just barfs on everything. Nice. Sounds great. How's the barf? Is it like what's? What, yeah. I, I'm I'm. I'm watching the trailer. I'm very like just as a as a fan of practical effects. I was yep. like I was like this looks watchable, just to watch like a whole movie full of like 80s practical effects. Like the vomit. I could pause it and tell you exactly what it was. It was amazing. <laughs> like it was applesauce with green food coloring. And some form of cereal or cereal marshmallows stirred into it. <laughs> so it really looked like green applesauce with Lucky Charms uh-huh. turned into it, thrown it... by the bucket load. Of that people. sounds great. And, and like, and you're also like, you're you're vomi squeamish, right? It was like, absolutely not that. Okay, so it was like so cartoony that you were like, it's okay, yeah. like okay, because okay. that that was part. Part of my desire when I assigned when we assigned the film to you was I was like, man, I guarantee that character. There's going to be vomit in so this so yeah. often, and yeah. I was like, if it's at all realistic and gross, Scott will have to pause repeatedly. There was another character who had lots of boogers, and the boogers were nastier. They were like really sticky, slimy stuff coming down that puppet face, <laughs> and she would like. It wasn't that the snot was actor. gross. It wasn't that the snot was gross. It was that the character would touch her face. Have like long like strands away. of, and then touch other props on the set, and that kind of turned my stomach. Just like, oh god, you're touching the the drinking glass. You're pouring yourself another glass of milk, mm-hmm. and like, oh, that is a horrible <laughs> thing. Of course, all right, all right. Milk. So what's what is the hero's journey so, yeah, of the exactly. garbage pill kids? I don't even know anything. Fancy about... jacket. Yeah, <laughs> I believe his name is Dodger. Dodger. I was so gonna there's... say D'Artagnan, but I was like, nope, Dodger. Uh, this is the story of Dodger. Mm-hmm. He is, is a he boy. Artful? He, no, he's not. Damn. He is a boy who uh, is bullied by some older teenagers in his town. Right. Dodger does not have parents in the movie. <laughs> they are non-characters. He doesn't. He never goes home. He never. <laughs> he never has to explain why he got thrown into a ditch covered in mud by these bullies. And he works at a magic shop. And he works in a magic curio shop. Right. And mostly sell junk, not magic. It's just run by. A guy who was a magician. Um, he gets bullied. And every man. <laughs> mm-hmm. He gets bullied by two 
grown men actors playing teenagers. <laughs> yeah, like very much in the trailer looks like you're like, and this kid is picked on by an actual street gang. <laughs> like... um, and the leader of this uh, gang of ne'er-do-wells uh, has a girlfriend who's named Tangerine, who is also a fashion designer and is the apple of Dodger's eye. Okay. But she's also kind of a bitch. Okay. Because she stands by knowingly watching these guys mug him and throw him into muddy ditch water and down sewer grates and stuff. Like, really dangerous, awful stuff. Mm -hmm. In the Magic Curio Shop, there's a garbage can that is not to be touched. Right. Chekhov's gun, I think. (laughs) It's a lot like um, Return of the Living Dead when there's the tank in the bottom. And he's like, yeah, don't Mm -hmm. touch the tank. Like, you can close up shop, but just don't touch this tank. Turns out... Dodger doesn't touch the garbage can. He fucking listens. He's like, okay, fine. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. But then the gangs catch him at work in the curio shop and start smashing him around the shop, and he gets thrown into a wall that bumps the garbage can, which tilts it over, and then the garbage pail kids come out. There's, wait, there were six kids in there? Yeah. Hmm. Trapped. <laughs> Trapped in there like a genie in a bottle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they are known to the magic shop owner, who's like, you guys can't come out into the real world, because otherwise they will catch you and... Uh, do studies on you and put you away forever because you guys are, are experiment on you, mm-hmm. freaks and stuff. Like ET, kind of, but they're all <laughs> sentient and can speak English and are able are to you, voice wait a their second, discontent. Are you saying ET was not sentient? Not not able to voice his discontent with the situation. He didn't speak English. Yeah. What I mean, that doesn't mean he wasn't sentient. He spoke finger. Yeah, yeah. I think that was pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh-huh. garbage pail kids. It's basically ET. <laughs> The Garbage Pail Kids <laughs> decide that they want to help Dodger impress Tangerine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get involved in this weird fashion design scheme mm-hmm. t- because she goes to dance clubs and sells clothes to the girls outside. Okay. Who are waiting in line or going to the club, and they all have like huge cash money ready to buy. Mm-hmm. And places to put the stuff that they bought. I'm, a lot of them the put it on right away in front of Dodger, which kind of scandalizes him. He gets all, all blushy because they're like, Swapping tops and stuff, and right. does there any show any skin? Yeah, it's like oh, they're they're in bras. Okay, that's a shame. <laughs> um, High hopes here for garbage pail kids. The garbage pail kids are all master fashion designers and seamstresses, so they agree to make huge amounts of outfits for Dodger to show to Tangerine to impress her. Huh. Um, I didn't remember those that being part of their powers in the cards. That is absolutely not. It's like. They're not two-dimensional characters. Right. They, they have other skills. There's they're a journey, journey just, happening here. They're not just the kid who farts, the kid with really bad breath. I see. The, I see. the kid who pees his pants as a joke all the time. That was probably the worst thing I mean, in the movie. It might be funny, but you it's still like, have hey, to pee look. in your pants. <laughs> hey, look, I'm peeing my pants. And all the other Garbage Pail kids are like, that is not okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny. That's a gag they go back to again and again. So, Dodger's hanging around with the gang leader's girlfriend. They're selling clothes, making money. And then the Garbage Pail Kids suddenly voice the fact that there are more of them out there. And they are trying to find their other friends. Wait, are, well, you, as the a hundreds child, of others. And as a child, you know this. There's hundreds of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the magician is like, you can't go out looking for them. Because otherwise, they'll send you to the state home for ugly people. The state home for this, ugly this people. This happens an hour into the movie. They introduce an entirely new villain. Cool. The state home for ugly people? The state home for ugly people. Who are, I swear to God, two actors playing cartoon dog catchers from old Tom and Jerry cartoons. <laughs> nice. Who roam the streets putting a giant butterfly net on ugly people. <laughs> And dragging them back to the state home. And the implication is that the garbage pail kids are ugly enough to be are too ugly, ugly to be allowed to roam the streets. Right. Too Man, ugly that to is live. Dark. Too weird to die. It's like a Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> um, Juice, who is the gang leader, whose name just came back to me. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, discovers Dodger's secret mm-hmm. and captures the. The secret being a bunch of ugly children. Who live in the magic shop. Who know how to sew things. But, like, so, hang on. (laughs) The sweatshop of ugly children. (laughs) But, like, is it a stat? Like, they have powers, though, right? Like, or are they just ugly kids? Powers of moistness. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They have no supernatural powers. 
But I like mean, Valerie vomit can vomit, and her like, power is there is something sort vomit. of supernatural about yeah, this. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But is it like do they end up in like the mystery men kind of like territory where they can use their vomit like efficiently? But like, he's getting away, and then you slip on the vomit. Like that's what I'm saying. So it's like no, oh, that never happens. <laughs> that never happens except for the part where the kid farts to clear a room. But that's because he's standing center stage and farts very loudly mm. in front of a bunch of fancy people. Right. Okay, so, so like a power. So like they're they're not like hand. manipulating their grossness. They're just gross. Yeah, they're just gross constantly. And okay. Weird. Yeah. yeah. The garbage pail kids. Uh, there's a fashion show that happens. Mm-hmm. Tangerine tries to take credit for all of the fashion designs that the garbage pails kid. Tangerine did. sounds like a jerk. Oh, she is kind of a jerk. Um, Juice sells all the garbage pail kids to the state home for ugly people and receives. So hold on, they're paying this... for ugly children now. <laughs> yes. That's like, a they're, whole they're, other story. They're so committed to rounding up all the ugly people, they the, will take the money. old man dog catcher hands him. Just the hugest wad of cash wow. as a bounty for this ugly people. <laughs> this ugly, a whole other movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> the ugly people in the state home for ugly people. So the, the Garbage Pail Kids are put into a little, I want to say cell, but it looks kind of like a chicken coop in, mm-hmm. a, in a dog pound. Like okay. the children that got taken away from their parents at the The border. sign says too gross, and directly above them is too skinny and too fat. And in those cages are Abraham Lincoln and Santa Claus. What? <laughs> Above that, them is, kind of the best. is too hairy and too bald. And in too hairy, it's a caveman. And in too bald, it's Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and they break out and leave everyone else there. To so go back to the fashion show. they leave show, Gandhi in the They cave? leave everyone. They leave Santa Claus and Gandhi. <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln. stay home. Just as the garbage pail kids. I mean, forgetting back. about Gandhi, I get for a little kid, but forgetting about Santa Claus? Yep. No, they they don't forget about him. They're just like, we're out of this joint, and they leave. Turns out they don't care a lot. Um, <laughs> they go to the fashion show. They um, ruin the fashion show, demand that they, they're they given credit. They're just putting vomit and boogers everywhere. Yeah, they, Valerie Vomit vomits over two of the people in Juice's gang. That's nice. great. They're just kind of like, Ugh. So, yeah, she superpowered it. Well, I mean, one of them punched her in the stomach, though, so she did. Kind of asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that pukey kid you went to school with. You get a shot in the stomach. And or you spin him around a bunch. Or you take him drinking and then have to stop at the weird little garage outside a couple blocks from his house. They can puke in a tire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this thing's happening. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not that weird. <laughs> Scott's the pukey kid in the story, everybody. I mean, pretty much always. I was thinking of Westmount. Yeah. (laughs) Some good times up in Westmount. Man, I puked so much once. Westmount Security was just like, okay, then. Carry on. (laughs) I do not want to deal with this. Do what you got to do, son. Yep. Um, Dodger ends up in a fist fight with Juice where he gets knocked around, but the Garbage Pail kids give him a, a leg up in the fight and then starts punching Juice and crying at the same time <laughs> and beats him senseless until the magic man has to like be like okay kid it's over and he's just sobbing with the <laughs> sadness of of being bullied and being picked on and walks out of the room crying bloodied in- knuckles and stuff <laughs> <laughs> at which point tangerine has witnessed all of this in front of him and 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 has like, suddenly come face-to-face with the awfulness of the person she has become. Mm-hmm. Huh. She's just like, I made that little kid cry, and I let him get beat up, and even though he's, he's gotten his revenge, he still feels miserable. And I exploited his monster friends. And I exploited his monster friends. I tried to steal all of their clothes, and this is just the worst. They go back to the curio shop, and Tangerine drives up outside, and his daughter's going in... She's like, hey, um, I'm really sorry. He's like, and so am I. She's like, I'd really like to, like, you know, hang out with you and, you know, maybe make it up to you. And he's like, no, I don't think you're that pretty anymore. Walks back inside. <laughs> That's the last you see a tangerine. That arc is over. He is a 14-year-old boy who's decided that this hot girl is a bitch and is too much for him to deal with. I mean, hats off the Dodger in that case. I mean, I was like, bravo. Um, that's like the, not the climax. Mm, just like... No, and then the magic man is like, I finally figured out the spell that can put you back into the garbage pail. 
you'll be safe in there. All I have to do is do this. But is it and like genie logic? Like they're happy in there? Like were they like, oh, we like the garbage pail? Or is it's it like a prison well, where they're tortured for eternity? As, as he's casting the spell in his weird magical stupor, they all sneak out of the shop and, so. and run to the world. Credits. So it's hell. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I did it. And they sealed it up. No, he, Dodger is just like, uh, no, you didn't do it. They all left. And he's like, oh. Uh, Freeze frame. <laughs> Weird noise. Basically, sleepaway camp ending. Then you while, see the gar- one of the garbage pail kids with his dick out. One, the one last thing that I, I want to interject, I, I meant to bring it up, I forgot, is when they all decide to start sewing these these new outfits for mm-hmm. Dodger. There was a five minute sing along. We can do it as a team sing song part of the movie mm-hmm. that is way out of place. It's like the only musical number in the show. Yeah, and it's like a Disney. Happy go lucky, hi ho! It's off to work we go. Nice. Number that is not gross at all. For no reason, like I can't, I don't understand why that happened for five minutes in the middle of the movie. So I mean, I, it it begs asking. Even though I know the answer, I assume that we care a lot by Faith No More is not in the movie. <laughs> huh? I have no idea what you're referring to. So so it's not. So anyway, interestingly, while you were talking about this, I did look it up. And in We Care A Lot, the studio version, 1985, he does not talk about the Garbage Pail Kids. Really? It's in, in the live version it, on it's the... Because he mixed up the lyrics all the time. It's in a 1987 yeah. release. But this movie still came out in 1987, so there was still an opportunity to have Faith No More. We care a lot about the Garbage Pail Kids. They never lie. Anyway, Faith No More had a song called We Care A Lot that... He would mix up the the lyrics to be about like pop culture. He talked about Transformers. Talked about like the yeah. DMC. They're more than meets the eye. Talked about the Cabbage. The 1985 release has uh, the which the studio version of it. He talks about Cabbage Patch Kids, not the Garbage Pail Kids. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So the so the moral of of it is that I missed like, out on Faith and More. Is what I'm saying. Movie. Great tune. <laughs> um, An hour forty. Did it feel that long? <laughs> or did it feel much longer? I may have watched it at one point three speed. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that good, eh? Well, I don't feel like I missed anything other than the slow delivery of a lot of the lines of dialogue. So I, I ran through it in about an hour. So okay. in the IMDb, it says, Urchins Windy Winston, Foul Phil, and Messy Tessie help a shopkeeper's helper woo a fashion designer. That's like the one line. Urchins. They refers to the garbage mail kid as urchins. Urchins is pretty good for I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, little street urchins. They're so, trying to avoid the capture of the they, stay home for ugly people. They're also not good people. They go out to see a movie at one point. Well, the garbage pail kids. And they, they just freaking destroy the movie theater and ruin the experience for everyone else. They can't help it. It's in their nature. It, it is in their nature. Mm-hmm. They, they help out Dodger. Are we led to believe that they're humans in this film? Or are they in like other They're species? clearly spirit freaks. monsters. Kind <laughs> of. They're, they're, they're freaks. Yeah, but are they supposed to be like humans? Like, did they have did they have human parents and become the garbage pail kids? Like, or is it was it like a curse? No. Or was are they another species? That is not delved into <laughs> philosophically. Well, then what? A it's waste. a little bit. It's a little bit. It's a little bit like annihilation in the fact that it's kind of left ambiguous as to what layers you're saying. Yeah, so if we're taking yeah. a look at the list, we're saying that it's close to annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ranked annihilation pretty high. Yeah. Uh, where, where are you seeing this go? Oh, I'm uh, looking at... <laughs> stand By Me. I'm just looking at like movies with kids in it. How is it right in terms of Stand By Me? Well, um, um, I don't want to put it all the way down, because it's not the worst movie. It's not like Jason Bourne offensive. Yeah. I mean, um, okay, so... It's, it's probably is... above Justice League or TMNT Out of the Shadows. Mm-hmm. This list is all kinds of other control. <laughs> um, I'm looking at that Baywatch and I'm trying to have a Baywatch well, it didn't lie to me like Art of the Steel lied to me you get so mad at that it was also an awful movie yeah I, I'm thinking right under uh, episode one The Phantom Menace really that's pretty high it is all very things considered high. but I mean but the stuff below that is pretty awful like we have we don't have a a super top-heavy list. There's a lot yeah, of yeah. awfulness in there. Okay. Right. I would probably uh, rather watch The Phantom Menace again than But this Garbage is ranking Bell it Kids. above The Descendants, a movie you said you kind of enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, if I had to sit down and rewatch one of the two, I'd probably rewatch Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, oh. you got it. Phantom Menace, Art of Steel. My God. Garbage <laughs> Pail Kids. So you had a real string of watching shitty movies then, right? Because you also watched The Crimes of the Voldemort. 
Grindelwald. Yeah, Grindelwald. 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 What is it? Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh Uh-huh. So what was the crime? Was it the cool, cool crime of regicide? Okay, so... Uh, I've only watched... I've read all of the Harry Potter books. Um, Fucking nerd. Fair. (laughs) I have... They're mostly faded. I have invisible Harry Potter tattoos, Uh (laughs) y'all. Like... (laughs) A fact that we've talked about on on the show before, and I was like thinking, like recently, I was like I should get them redone because I still really enjoy my invisible Harry Potter tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, despite that, I like bailed on the movies pretty intensely. I think I watched up till the f- which one is the Triwizard? T- I watched I watched up until Order of the Phoenix. So I watched one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. and then stopped. So I didn't even watch the last three movies. Which is a shame because like Capital Punch is probably my favorite book. Mm-hmm. So I've got. Why don't you just watch them? Just, yeah. Jeez, they're all. No, they, go, they get worse and worse. So I was just like, I'm just kind of done with this film series. I was like, I was huh. like, you're. I'm sick of the actors. I'm sick of the casting. I'm sick of like a bunch of stuff. I was like, Neh. like I don't feel like I'm missing out. Like I'm just and I heard. Yeah, that, I love the movies. Yeah. And I heard that Half yeah. Prince is Half Prince good. Like I'm. They're they're dark, so they take a real turn after Order of the Phoenix. Like they go. We have, I've, they go bleak. Which is fine. We have started Half the Prince. Like that's like what happened in the books. Like, um, yeah, they're good. Um, Again, oh. I, I like the series. I've sat down with my wife and rewatched the movie series every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Watch, watch all what, eight that's movies. That's weird to me. Do you got them on DVD or Blu-ray? I have them on my hard drive gotcha. from when I legally gotcha. downloaded them <laughs> from Apple Television. So anyway, tell us about so, Fantastic but, Beasts, well, but just, Grindelwald. So I like ban- just to put this yeah. into the, to context. Uh-huh. I abandoned the movies because I thought they were shitty, and then when they announced Fantastic Beasts, I was like into it as a concept because I was like, it's more Wizarding World, but it's like 1920s, 1930s, and I was like, oh man, it's Boardwalk Empire meets wizards, and then everyone was like, Fantastic Beasts is kind of a mess and i was like what a bummer because it seemed like such a it, like you know in the same way remember when uh white wolf launched like victorian vampire and mm-hmm. you're sort of like oh it's like great yeah, idea like yeah. that that's super cool wizards in the 1930s is not like you always think of wizards usually either like modern or like medieval sure like just that little a little bit of a twist being like imagine gangster wizards and i was like cool and then apparently it was a mess and then apparently this one was even worse see i, I will say i kind of liked fantastic beasts and where to find them Okay. It was not Harry Potter. There was not a whole lot of drama driving the movie forward, but mm-hmm. it was like a nice little visit going back to the, the, the wizarding world. And, and mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne is not my favorite actor, but they had like a nice exploration of magic in America and kind of looking at the, the fantastic beasts that exist in that world, which mm-hmm. was like a small part of the Harry Potter series, but yeah, Obviously, should be a big part of the world, like a place that has fucking basilisks and griffins and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not all be footnotes. Yeah, well, it, well, it's like like the, the premise of kind of like the first one, or whatever. If I'm not, you've seen the movie, but it's just sort of like there's a whole division of like wizard society or whatever, like a wizard crew of being like basically the MIB for like basilisks because mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, we need to keep wizarding like safe, but you're like, there's magic monsters, so it's like a police force, essentially, to, like, MIB out the magic monsters. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's yeah. what the first movie is. Yeah. And then cool you find premise, out... even. Yeah. <laughs> like... And then you find out there's this other, like, nefarious character... Dumbledore's former lover. Maybe... J.K. Rowling confirmed. That he sir. was gay, but not... That, that Grindelwald and Dumbledore were lovers. Uh... Let me, you want me to Google this? Man, why are you spoiling the end of the movie? Because this is the fucking second part of the trilogy. Dumbledore's lover... <laughs> That's the worst. Anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> this movie, Dumbledore's Lover. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, is awful. Yeah. It, it lacks even the, like, light, fluffy nostalgia for the Wizarding World that the first movie had. Forgoing it for, like, a mid-chapter pushing the plot forward for two hours. And, it, uh, like... And even the setup, and again, even knowing Fantastic Beasts was bad, when I read or heard about Crimes of the Grindelwald, I was kind of into it because it seemed kind of like I was like, oh, it's like a heist, right? Because it's like... It's absolutely not like but, a heist. But the pitch, <laughs> the pitch to me, the viewer, was that it was a heist. It was like they're transporting Grindelwald, the, like, who's like the most dangerous wizard in the world, and then the trans- like, they're moving him from one secure location to the other, and then he... so that they can put mm-hmm. him on trial. And like the setup that was sold to me was that it's like... Shenaniganry the, happens during the transportation of the evil wizard. Um, 
I was thinking, again, they didn't Opposite deliver. Opposite of Camarilla person. is... Sabat. 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 Yeah. Johnny Depp plays Grindelwald, who is basically the first Sabat leader of the magic world. Right. The, 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 He's like Protovol. The Ministry of, of Magic is... No, not like Voldemort. Voldemort is like, uh, I should rule because I'm the most powerful. Grindelwald is like the, the system that prevents us from us being... Better. Yeah. The system that prevents us from Magneto. being magic whenever we want is is overly restrictive, and I believe that we should have Magneto. true freedom. He's Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, he also believes that humans are, are, are chattel, so... And he Someone points that out by killing a family, like, just... We need a place to stay. So you're like, dead. It's right. so like when Magneto's at 11. When he's like, when Magneto's full, like, we're homo superior. Like, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when Magneto's real cranked up. <laughs> and, like, the one good scene in the movie is he, he attracts an auditorium full of followers mm-hmm. and only talks to them about freedom mm-hmm. until the Ministry of Magic arrives and starts shooting at him. And he's like, see? All of you can go now because you're magic magicians. You can teleport out. But just remember to tell everyone that I was talking and they were shooting. Right. Mm. And, like, you already know he's killed a bunch of people. But he didn't do it in front of all these people that came just to, like, see what's up with him. Is Johnny Depp the worst in this movie? Johnny Depp is, is not the worst huh. in this movie. He plays it at, like, a two. Wow. That's, but like, the, the problem, Johnny Depp. But the problem is everyone else plays this movie at, like, a two. Like, nothing happens. It's just kind of Who, What other actors are, are crap in this garbage? Jude Law is... Boring as all hell as a young Albus Dumbledore. Zoe, mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz. She is almost meaningless in her character arc. Comes mm-hmm. and goes and, and nothing. You don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds great, Scott. And God, Sounds this movie great. was. It was the I like Jason Ez- Bourne. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller also was in the first movie. It was fine. It's completely a cardboard cutout. It sucks so bad. In in this movie. This movie was the Jason Bourne of the Harry Potter universe. Wow. That's pretty pretty rough, dude. So you said so you watched it with your wife, who's a um, what what is the term Potterphile? Because if it's not, it should be. I mean, not like I, a Potterologist or a, yeah, but Potterphile sounds a lot like it's like. It sure does. That's very funny. She has a time turner necklace, and I don't think she would object to having a sorting hat in our house. She's a Potterphile. She is a Potterphile. <laughs> Uh, um, so really, you're going all the way down to Jason Bourne, like because well, Jason like, Bourne, that's in the actively offensive, like actively screwing things up for you. I mean, like as it, as it is, we already have the first Fantastic Beast very low. Yep. Right. Where so is it? Just below Return to Nukem High. And that's at one fifty one yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And then it, like it, it's, it's you're just in you're just in heaps of garbage at that point. You said even below Jason Bourne. See, it. you guys ranked this one on an episode that I wasn't in. I would probably have argued it to be a little bit higher than where it is. Jason Bourne? No, no. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find I see, them. I see. Yeah, that was, it was Phil's ranking. Because Phil... Was, Phil yeah. the, so here's why this movie is ranked so low. I'm not arguing no, 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 Phil. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying... No, 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 no. I'm just saying it was... I shut it off on the airplane bed. <laughs> and I was like, whoa... <laughs> He's like, yeah. It's got to like, be real bad. Yeah, exactly. To be like, I'm sitting there. I have nowhere to go. I would prefer to look at like plastic. Yeah, exactly. It's not like the flight ended. He's like, there was still quite a bit of time on the flight. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, goodbye. And he's like, there's, and he's like, there was only like 20 minutes left. He was like, no, nope, don't care about this at all. So? So, yeah. Damn, man. It's, oh. It's ceiling on the list as London has fallen. Okay. Okay. I mean. It, it cannot go above that movie. I have no problem torpedoing it. Even it's bad. It's re- surprisingly Please bad. Kill it, bro. Full of good actors, based on a book series written by a, an author who I like. Mm-hmm. So the room, man, the room. It's it's a miserable experience, but there is still stuff to laugh at in there. Mm-hmm. Soul Man, actively miserable. You could put it just above Jason Bourne if you wanted. I mean, I'm I don't not know. sure I would put it above Jason Bourne. Those what about both... Giant Peppy and Mache Boulder? That was a f- that was offensive because like Soul-, Soul Man and Peppy Mache Met Boulder are like get into offensive territory. Yeah, yeah, I think Soul Man is the the floor, so we're right around where we need to be. I- I'd say, shit, right under Xanadu. Xanadu. Seems about right. Like seriously, don't don't even try to watch this movie. It it'll take away your enjoyment of the <laughs> Wizarding World. I and and like I mean, and that was ultimately why I stopped watching the Harry Potter movies. Is I was like, I enjoyed uh, the books. Uh, Here, and... Here's what it is. It is the bleakness 
of the last two movies without any of the investment or plot moving forward in a desperate attempt to recreate uh, Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Mm. (laughs) It fails on so many levels, and it it just is sad. Don't watch this movie. It's bad. Uh, I won't. Don't like. Don't don't think about it as an experiment. Like, there's no stick to nothing but trouble for that. So yeah, we didn't uh, really prepare for the next best movie in the world, but I did just text Scott an idea uh-huh. that I just had that I think is very good. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, um, you're good with that. Yeah, John? I'm great think, with that. I, I think it's I very. Like it's, I think it's a solid. Alrighty. Solid pick. John, um, I want to say. Um, you have strong opinions, probably more than 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 the rest of us, for sure. Sure, certainly more about social media. Okay, and this is a movie that looks at the impact that social media can have on young people, young people, fame, like Instagram models and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, um, so uh, based on a beloved, because you know, much much in the vein of Garbage Pail Kids. Based on a beloved 1980s franchise. Okay. Okay. Jim. Um, oh, buddy. Wow. It's <laughs> very good. Bravo. <laughs> 2015's Jim in the yeah, background. There was. <laughs> I heard they did a remake. <laughs> oh my god. Social media in the 80s, and you got right there. Uh-huh. Damn. So just we're think- on a roll. I got Garbage Pail Kids. Pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. So just yeah. just think about the fact that it had a five million dollar budget and only made two point three million. Oh my god! This has got to be a <laughs> it disaster. Got even, even with the the pre movie hype was free everywhere. Yeah, everyone was excited that they were making it. Yeah. And they just apparently just torch it to pieces. Everything huh. is apparently wrong about it. Uh, do you want to watch the trailer? Yeah, I do. All righty. There that was. looks horrible. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I, like, I can take all kinds of punishment, but listening to people sing pop songs about their feelings, that that's I can't go to there, to so that place. this movie, though, features Molly Ringwald and Julia Lewis, who are, like, not necessarily, I mean, the best actors in the world, but that's still, like, name recognition. There's name recognition, but Julia Lewis is not a good actress. No, as I said, I said, neither is Molly Ringwald, for yeah. that matter. But I'm saying, but they're still, like, visual, you're like, these are people... This is based on, like, in an era where Transformers are, like, the biggest grossing movies in the world, mm-hmm. the G.I. Joe films made bank and whatever, so they're like, let's make a Gem in the Holograms movie, and apparently was just, like, forcibly ripped out of theaters. Like... I heard that as well. It, there was some opened, kind of drama about it. Because it, it was just yeah. awful. Yeah. Like, if you notice, even the trailer does not have them, like, saving the day or anything, which was a big part of the show of, like... They did like they fought like they they saved the day. They were also but superheroes. like with music. I don't really remember. No, they were holograms. They could like walk through walls and all that stuff. Really? They, like they had powers. Oh, Synergy was a hologram. A yeah, that could make yeah. holograms. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like they had they had like powers to their disposal. I don't really remember very well. I don't know if I watched all that much. Gem also, the I feel like you need to watch at least one episode of Gem and the Holograms, the cartoon, before watching the movie. Yeah, to compare and mm-hmm. contrast. You got to. It's like twenty two minutes. Okay. I think you can. You can handle the. Get the 20... Watch the 18 movie minutes if you cut out the two theme songs. Yeah, yeah exactly. The start it. and the finish. And also that a trailer seemed to be very devoid of misfits. Their songs That's are true. better. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there in the theme song. Uh, yeah, how do you make it... What? How do you make a movie that is about a band that has holographic powers that fights the good fight? And leave out I'm the holographic powers and the fighting the good and their fight villains. Part. Yeah, yeah, and their villains. Oh my god, just it looks so dumb. Who? Yeah, wow. 118 minutes. It's not even that short. Wow. Oh Christ, it's almost two hours. Yeah, dude. Ooh. Woo. The four girls frequently videotape themselves playing music and wearing colorful 80s outfits just for fun. This is a a movie that like opened and no one was there. Yeah, dude. Just think, like, it had a wide, like, wide release. Like, I remember there was, like, mm-hmm. social media campaigns. There was, like, videos online. Like, it was, like... When the poster hit, people were just like, holy shit, she's got the makeup on. Making gem movie. Like, it's kind of surprising, because, like, uh, like girl-focused cartoons from that era. It was, like, Shira. What Shira else is there going to be? Like, I mean, like... That, I, that was the big one, wasn't it? Gem was absolutely the big one. I mean, yeah. Like, well, I mean, I guess... It lasted one. three seasons, which is not a thing that happened for a lot of most cartoons. toy cartoons. Yeah. It was the, well, it was the lead into G.I. Joe, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, that was how I remember my afternoons going. 
Gem was before G.I. Joe? Yeah. Because I, I, I watched the last five minutes of a lot of Gem. Yeah. And I think it was because it was the lead into G.I. Joe. <laughs> like, I always remember, like, coming home and, like, just dicking around yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. turning on. And well, like... here's, here's the thing. It lasted for three seasons. Okay. Yeah. For a toy-based cartoon line. And I want you to think that G.I. Joe only lasted three seasons. Mm-hmm. G.I. Yeah. Joe, Real American Hero, was only three seasons long. Mm-hmm. Transformers was three and a half seasons long because they had the weird headmaster stuff that was, like, repurposed. Reskinned animation from animation. another show. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that how successful Gem and the Holograms was for an 80s cartoon. Like, mm-hmm. most cartoons did not last. Do you know how long He-Man was up? He-Man was two years. Yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah. That's it. So, <laughs> I'm just looking at the Wikipedia entry for the original Gem and the Holograms. Mm-hmm. And genre, Magical Girl. I didn't know Magical Girl was a genre. Uh-huh. Yeah, magical Girl, Romance, Science Fiction. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Like, I feel 65 episodes, Pretty. that's like a solid run for like a... 80s cartoon. 80s cartoon, for sure. And then it, it just vanished. Well, I'm hoping that this is going to be awful, and I hope that there's not a lot of singing. That's the you, thing, my hope. It will be I want awful, there to be not a lot of singing. And I bet you there will be a lot of singing. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. I just I thought of it. I was like, man, John hates musicals and whatever. And then I think this also taps into the 80s that we love. It's going to be miserable. It's going to be awful. And, um, and ideas of social media and the pressures that it puts on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something I thought that would be fun Mm -hmm. was to play a little game. Oh, I forgot to start the timer. Was to play a little game of a game called Super Fight. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what is this game, Keith? Super Fight is a game of arguing. Uh, I don't like it. I'll fight you. No, we just watched a trailer about being friends forever. So the goal of Super Fight is for you to just sit there and debate who would win in a fight, and it is determined by a deck of cards which are like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you each three cards. Do I say them out loud who they are? I think, um, hmm. Try to rem- keep the other two so that we can discuss the options, the choices that you don't make because you don't necessarily want John to know who you're picking just yet. Okay. Okay, so take a look and, and then pick who you think is the strongest. Okay. So I'm handing out a card. They'll have just well, to I give have you- to pick now? Yes, you have to pick now. So just to give you some of the ones that we didn't pick, uh, there's things like Godzilla, Mothra, Derby Girl, a Stegosaurus. These are not choices that you have in your hands. These are choices that are in mine. So pick okay. your one and put the two down. Alrighty. And now I'm going to send you a list of powers. Okay. Uh, from which to choose. And we combine. And before and I look our... at the powers, I'm going to change my person. Okay. And and yeah. we. And then you will. We pair uh, them together. You pair pair them together, and then I feel that I'll ha- I I think it'll be fair to s- maybe structure it like in the the game sort of recommends like a timer, so maybe we can have like like an opening statement. Then I'll ask some questions. Okay. Then I will. I also have here um, modifiers, so I will draw at random one of the modifiers, which are either locations, okay, or stipulations. So I think I might do a stip and a location. To modify the fight for your like, and then we'll, we'll try to keep it pretty breezy, like like okay, one or two okay. opening statements. So, so uh, who would like to go first? I'll go with first. Opening statement. Okay. Right. Who is your champion, John? My champion is the Iron Giant. Okay. Okay. He's iron, and he's a giant, and he saves the day. Okay. Right. And he is armed with a machete. Uh oh. The Iron Giant <laughs> with a goddamn sword. Okay. That's what's that's what's coming your way. Okay. I'm so glad I switched superheroes at, at the last at the last uh-huh. minute. Okay. Because I, I had initially picked up an army of skeletons, and I'm like, that's pretty goddamn powerful. I mean, right. I, it would look like a cover of a uh, heavy metal giant with a sword <laughs> fighting off an army of skeletons. Yeah, Wait, isn't that a Queen album cover? That's definitely a Queen album cover. Yeah. And instead, I chose two Tribbles oh. uh-huh. armed with flaming hands. Oh. Okay. So, uh, opening statements, John. Why would Iron Giant with a machete kill two Tribbles? He would just step on them. He would care nothing for these little Tribbles. He would squash them and they would make a popping noise and they would disappear. And even if they multiplied, even if they had like an hour or two to like multiply rapidly ahead of time, he would still just step on them and they would die because he's made of iron and iron cares nothing for flaming hands. Valid points. Scott. Uh I'm going to start by discussing the Tribbles. Mm-hmm. They took down Captain Kirk, yeah. Mr. Spock, mm-hmm. an entire starbase, and the entire Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and you the could, starship Enterprise. Like the it, flagship of the fleet with the most competent crew ever mm-hmm. put together, ever it, assembled. It ground them to a, a, a halt. Mm-hmm. All of their minds working together 
and still those tribbles came tumbling down on Kirk's head. Mm -hmm. And all he wanted to do was check the grain. They're sneaky. And that was before they had hands. (laughs) That could be on fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. They they weren't able to open doors before. It's definitely interesting, but I really do not understand how the failures of humanity in the 2300s have any bearing whatsoever on the successes of a gigantic Iron Man. Okay, so I have some questions. Uh, Questions to John. Yes. Do we believe that the Iron Giant has sensors capable of pers- like pinpointing the tribbles. While you said, like, I don't care if they multiply, he'll step on them. Yeah. How does he know where they are? What if they're in him? Inside of him. Right? Because they got in the Enterprise. Yeah. Like, and that was where they were their most dangerous, was they were in the That's inner That's a fair workings. point. So the way I would see that working is Mr. Iron Giant would open up his chest, and then he would maybe... Um, <laughs> Stab jump. himself with the machete? Like, <laughs> no. He could, like, <laughs> use the machete to dig him out, or okay. he could just jump under the water and drown them. Okay. Because he doesn't care at all. He could just splash around. Or he could even set himself on fire and burn them, right? Because okay. he's made of iron and doesn't care about their fire at all. Okay. Uh, Scott, my question to you is um, how would the Tribbles deal... With, I mean, because I'm assuming it's a Iron Giant-sized machete. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> presumably, it's not a tiny little toothpick in his gigantic iron hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm imagining if this happens and, like, the triples have multiplied. I feel like... like I know you started at two, but I yeah. think that they can multiply pretty pretty significantly by the, by the time the Iron Giant... L- Lieutenant Uhura only brings one of them on board. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, asexual reproduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Here's a question. So what do they do to damage the Enterprise? They get... Into every single electronic device. Wait, they is. can't warp, right? Like I feel like even knock out the warp drive. Yeah, and they, the food processors—they come out of the like the little yeah, doors the that giant. they open. He's up. like mechanical. He's going to be all full of gears. Yeah, that but are you're forgetting grind the one, little, the one weakness bodies. of the Iron Giant. The one weakness. Is it true love? It is true love. He loves cute little things. Oh, he's not wrong. Could yeah. the Iron Giant bring himself to? Smush a little puffball. The, the Iron Giant found a deer that had been shot by hunters in the movie. Right. And got very sad by it. All right. So I feel like if he steps on one of the two triples. I think that the Iron Giant can discern between the living beings and Muppets. And the tri- they're really cute Muppets. Yeah, but they're well, little... you're saying they're not alive? I don't know, man. Are they right. like ascent? They're not sentient. Right? I'm going to add a stipulation. Okay. Um, the fighters are jousting. On what? I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the Tribbles have an advantage on a horse that the Iron Giant possibly could not have. I feel like you put the Iron Giant on a horse, he kills the horse, he cries. <laughs> you just talked about the dead baby deer. <laughs> the Tribbles ride off into the sunset. I mean, that is a risk, but the Tribbles cannot control the deer or the control the horse. They would, the horse would run off and they would fall off of the horse. Well, no, if they're jousting, they have saddles. Mm-hmm. You think a saddle matters to a, a triple? It doesn't have hands. It does have hands. <laughs> it does <laughs> flaming. That's true. It has gigantic <laughs> flaming hands. Yeah. They wouldn't set fire to the, uh, to the horse? I'm going to say that they're, um, they're, they're, they are jousting upon things that they can ride. If I can have an Iron Giant-sized machete, can I have an Iron Giant-sized horse? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think so. Well, fine, then. My Tribble is riding another Tribble. It's the only other thing it could be riding on. <laughs> Well, I mean, but a, a cluster of triples might be riding something bigger. I don't think they cluster together so much as live within close proximity in, in times mm. in, inside of confined spaces. So fine, I feel that your triples are riding on other triples. <laughs> but but it does. Well, I have two triples, so it's probably one on top of the other then. Fair. <laughs> Holding hands. <laughs> but or I mean, perhaps they're both mounted on top of triples. So now it's two triples mounted on top of other triples. See, that's what I'm saying. That's how it starts with triples <laughs> shooting fireballs. Hmm. I don't know. I know. So finally, I would like to add into the mix a location, which is this fight occurs on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So now that now I'm imagining Iron Giant-sized roller coaster, yeah. <laughs> but also that I'm going to add that to the stip and say that you are jousting on a roller coaster, as in two roller coasters have been constructed for this fight with the cars passing by each other at certain sequences, and that's where they can engage. Is when the cars swoosh past each other. Uh, see, I love that because that's where the tribbles just jam up the works. 
That's what they do. But that's what they do the almost the roller coaster because then they're losing all their momentum in the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I find to think they're going to set I, fire to the roller coaster and then the Iron Giant's going to cry because it's sad when roller coasters <laughs> die. That's true. You might burn down the roller coaster. And then yeah. the Tribbles will console him by cuddling him, climbing into his wiry, wiry bits, and uh, <laughs> waiting until he collapses with the Tribbles pouring out of his eyes and mouth and nose and ears. Boy, that is disturbing. <laughs> but I still don't think cotton candy can hurt a gigantic metal m- mechanical They're basically man. the bacteria of spaceships. Like the slow death of the Iron Giant. With like tribbles like pouring out of his eyes and mouth. No. Directed can... by Miyazaki. I can see it already. He could run around in a fire and burn them. Yeah. yeah. He, they are the fire. They've got the hot hands. It's just their hands. This is a, a difficult call. Uh-huh. Honestly. Like, I mean, like, I feel like... I feel the safe money is on the Iron Giant, mm-hmm. but I do feel that a lot of Tribbles in the workings, if they if they manage to get into the workings of the Iron Giant. I mean, there's the stipulation. There's only two of them. Yeah, but we said that the start. They that's their power. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Their power. Like, the Iron Giant is being huge. Like, the Tribbles is there starts with two. Right. But if the Iron Giant can immediately neutralize those two, which they maybe can't because they're riding a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he only gets certain passes. That's true. There was a joust. Yeah, exactly. We need to get one in on them. Yeah. The rest is the waiting game. Mm-hmm. And they only, even if he kills one on that first pass, the other one can... You know. All right, so the triples win? Uh, I think I'm still going to give it to the Iron Giant. <laughs> I kind of regret. I had, I had Ash on here, and I really should have gone Ash with a machete because <laughs> there's so many good arguments for why he would be able to take out the triples as they multiply. So like I, I, I want to know, what, what were the other options that you guys had, had floating around? I had Army of Skeletons yep. mm-hmm. and Goliath. Nice. Goliath left me with too many... Options there. I was like, is Which it Goliath? David and Goliath? Is it the Avengers Goliath? I guess is you it, get to pick. It could also Gar- be Goliath from Gargoyles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, armed with a lightsaber that has two smaller lightsabers sticking out of the hilt. <laughs> I like that. Can only be killed by a shot to the head. Oh. I should have probably taken that with triples because I'm not yeah, sure they have heads. heads. Yeah. There's no way that he could target like wherever their head is if they have one. <laughs> yeah, so I had Ash and Dr. Horrible, and then my my powers were is really emotional, and I was like, man, the Iron Giant kind of has that already. <laughs> and then the other one was can fly at the speed of molasses, which is clearly not true because the Iron Giant takes off for the skies. It does. But he has to do it fast. He if does. he could fly at the speed of molasses, that would be kind of weird. That's fun. Okay, that was kind of amusing. So anyway, that was super fight, guys. Yeah. I feel that this super is fight. something you can we can we can dip into almost any time. We need to fill about ten minutes of podcasting. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 it's just there. Uh, yeah, super fight's a fun game. The like, I only have like a teeny tiny starter deck that I picked up a yeah. while ago in the loot crate, which is which has the odd times that I played this proven sufficient. But like, there are expansions on this thing. Oh, right I'm there. sure it feels like um like a. Cards against cards humanity. against humanity. There's so many ways to. to yeah, you just keep throwing it. in, especially like I said. There's the, the fights, and then there's the stipulations, so mm-hmm. you can can throw other things into the mix. But it's the like, possibilities are limitless for yeah. this product that is not sponsoring our podcast. Oh, they aren't. But I will say what's what's kind yet. What's they're probably even done. This is a couple years ago. They're probably over. But what they they because they released all these booster packs, and mm-hmm. then. Um, they ended up grouping all the booster packs together into groups that you can just buy. Like if you just want kind of like comic super fight or you want like horror movie super fight and right. stuff. So it's like you can buy the different sets and obviously mash them together. No problem. But if you also want to like, if you're just a horror movie fan, you could just pick the horror movie stuff. Huh, cool. Oh, wait, that was super fight. Yep. Um, I also wanted to talk about the 2015 Emmy award winning cartoon series. Over the Garden Wall. Huh. Okay. It's so good. Sarah and I uh, mashed through it in the last couple of weeks. It, like, probably, I mean, like, abso- absolutely warrants uh, the Emmy. Like, I was like, this is amazing. I don't um, know the first thing about this. No, okay, I haven't even so heard of it. It came from, I believe, some of the people involved in Adventure Time, which is kind of no surprise. Okay. Uh, they ran it on Cartoon Network, I think, around Halloween week. It's, uh, it's 10 10 minute episodes, so you can do the whole thing, I guess, in an yeah, hour and then hour yep. 40. Yep. Uh, it in, so the thing starts off with this kid named Wirt, Wirt. who uh, looks like he's kind of dressed like a gnome, like he has like a like a pointy hat and mm-hmm. a little cape, and his brother Greg, who has an upside down tea kettle on his head, and they're just wandering in the woods, and you don't really understand why, but the older their brothers, the older brother is like mad at the little brother for getting them lost, mm-hmm. and then like each episode is kind of like an almost like mini horror. Like, like mis, like, like a, like a grim misunderstanding 
mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's like it's something that starts off like being like a very kind of like traditional horror setup but it always kind of seems that all like both of the characters have sort of uh miss like there's always a little bit more going on than it seems like you end up going into like one of the first towns they get to is a town where everybody's in like pumpkin costumes like they're they're dressed in like burlap sacks with pumpkins on their head and they're like this huh. is weird and people are like don't you think you're here a little early and they're like what is happening and like they just like freak out they have a little talking bluebird who is cursed and wants to take them to see Adelaide of the woods to potentially break the curse that kind of becomes their quest but it's like it's very well done in the fact that it like it does that adventure time thing where stuff doesn't really like um resolve neatly like it's sometimes there's like there aren't necessarily like happy endings you're just sort of like Anyway, so we're done with this town, and things are still pretty messed up there. Town's on fire. Do, 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 do. Well, not necessarily yeah. that dark. Like, it, it's not like necessarily going out of the way, but it's like it's not like they save the town. It's just like right. they kind of like, okay, that was weird, and then like they move you on. Seem like real excited. Like this is really good. It's super good. Like yeah. I'm saying, it's just like every episode does that thing, which I, like without necessarily ever breaking it, it is definitely a kids show. Right. But it still does like uh, like I think I talked. I don't know if I talked about this on the show yet, but like I thought the Steven Universe ending was just garbage i didn't see it anyway uh, what happens is it it just it just ends with like everyone is best friends and even the villains are good guys now and it was all in misunderstanding and happily ever after and friendship is magic and i was like get out of here compared to how adventure <laughs> time ended adventure time ended with like them summoning like an elder god like the ice king girlfriend essentially giving her existence up to protect them with one of the other characters dies like like you're just like whoa and like and the the creators were absolutely like yeah, not everyone gets a happy ending. Like, we did have a mostly happy ending, yeah, but that's yeah. not how that works. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't end up with, like, formidable cosmic powers at play and, like, lich kings and whatever else like that. And hmm. not everyone gets out of this, okay. And they, that's what the creators kind of wanted. And I feel that Over the Garden Wall kind of tapped into that a little bit, where you're like, yeah, there's, like, happy-ish things mm-hmm. that happen. Uh, the main character is played by Elijah Wood. You think you just had it up in front of you? Is that right? I was reading plot synopsis. Okay. This is over... IMDb yeah, yeah. So like Elijah Wood, I think is the uh, is the main character. So like some mm-hmm. some voice talent cred, and yeah, it's just like every episode is like charming and spooky and a little quirky. It's all, jeez, gild the lily a little bit. Yeah. Elijah Wood, Christopher Lloyd, John Cleese. Wow. Yeah. Tim Curry. Oh yeah. Baby Noworth. Tim Curry plays the Beast. I forgot. Like yeah, like basically like reprising his role huh. as the Beast. <laughs> like, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like For, I forgot about Christopher Lloyd also. <laughs> Yeah. Christopher Lloyd plays the woodsman who is like... <laughs> Elijah Wood, John Cleese, Christopher Lloyd, Tim Curry, Baby Newworth, Chris Isaac, amongst other notable... Yeah, it's cool insane. People. The voice, every, every voice is you, you recognize. People. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. There's like this woodsman kind of thing who like... The woodsman has to like chop down the Adelwood trees to like like extract the oil to keep this lantern lit or a dark beast is going to overcome. That's like one of like the through lines of the story. It's just like everything about it. And then the fact that it's like, it's 10 episodes and like, and wraps and mm-hmm. then when it's over, you're like, huh, like amazing. I could like recommend this to maybe might be a little too spooky for Arch. I feel like a seven or eight year old, seven or eight year old keep would be real into it. Like Archer's really into kind of spooky stuff. Like he watched the hollow on Netflix, which mm-hmm. is all kinds of weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. And Hilda on Netflix, which after hearing you recommend this, I think I would recommend to you. Yeah. Hmm. And also, and also very, very funny. Like, like when, when stuff like is funny and weird, like, like there's the, there's like a whole storyline about like a, a school teacher. That's just like a guy who invested in a schoolhouse to teach like, fun, like woodland creatures things, but like, it doesn't work out at all. Like they're just like dressed up in costumes. and like, and like running around. And I was like, what is happening? Here? <laughs> like, it's just like, and everyone's very confused by all of it. And the guy's like, why did I spend my last money trying to help a schoolhouse for woodland creatures? And like the little kid, Greg has these weird little songs, but they're like, not good mm-hmm. like they're like no like they like started like do 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 and he like they don't really rhyme or anything but like the song breaks make no sense uh-huh. yeah just super good like i said all little 11 minute episodes and uh like i said one one emmys on a on a cool. little run if the uh, garden wall. if adventure time seems like kind of a gross undertaking with its 100 plus episodes like you could do like over the garden wall. I was like, I was legitimately bummed that there was only ten. Right. Like it seemed to me that because it wrap up really cleanly at the end. It wraps up real clean at the end, but yep. it's just like it was a formula that I think that if they had wanted to, they could have 
kind of kept it going. Like I said, it, it's very like they get to a place, something spooky is up, and then they kind of deal with it and then move on. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a good little like journey thing. Like it, the journey could have been longer. Like they could have if they wanted to have more little spooky stops along the way if they wanted to. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Recommended. Anything else y'all want to uh, want to throw into the 90s? How about that playoff upset between favorite team and underdog? Never saw it coming. Oh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> People will be talking about that until next year. Easily. Uh, John, what are thoughts? I don't. It's great. I mean, happy spring, everybody. Hopefully the weather is... Not like it is today. No, Digging no, no. Out. The weather is perfect. This is this is late April. Mm-hmm. Digging out from that snowstorm. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.